play this song. No, it's not time for that. Hello, darkness, my own friend. Is it too early for that, it's though? It's too early. We're not there yet, okay? I hope we don't have to play that on Tuesday, would it be? Yep. Yeah. Guys, we're getting ahead of ourselves. There's still two opportunities to win the series. Ugh. Two opportunities. Two glorious opportunities. Two more opportunities to change the narrative. We're going to take your calls at 730. What needs to change to change the narrative? Is it just believing that you've got it all in the palm of your hands and capitalizing and performing in big moments? Is there something that materially needs to change? Lines, combinations? Is it Timmy the mercenary? It could be. Or Lily the mercenary. Did you also mess up last night, listeners? Did you forget to wear your boxers, your leaf shorts, did you not sit in the same spot on the couch? Like, it's time to own up to it. Because I think maybe me going to the game is part of it. And I've been called out multiple times now on the text line and in my messages that I was the reason the Leafs lost because I went to the game. So, sure, maybe I just, if I get game seven opportunity and I give you are that up for yeah, you. You're big old 0 for 2. I'm an 0 for 2. But I also went to every single Maple Leafs home game and worked them all season long. So I don't know how much legitimacy there is to that because I had a pretty good home record. But, okay, if people think that I'm the problem... Uh, but the regular season has never could, been the I problem. could humbly decline free... T- no. Uh, okay, we're not getting there. Nonetheless, did you forget to do something? Because it's okay. Now it's in the past. You can just learn from your mistakes. And when Saturday rolls around, you put the same jersey on. What about little Charlotte? Remember Charlotte last night or yesterday in the text line? I think Charlotte did her Charlotte job. Charlotte did her best. I, I, I can only imagine she did. Somebody certainly dropped the ball. <laughs> that isn't Justin Hall. Yeah, so everyone's got to look themselves in the mirror tonight as well. Today as well. Uh, we can get to a couple texts before we get Kipper. He's just logging in, you know, he's wiping the sleep out of his eyes. Alex from Hamilton. That's what you get for not playing bunting. You have to, have to play your best players. Don't leave your horses in the barn. That's, I mean, that's a good uh, analogy. I really like, I, I really do like that. And there's some, there's, uh, some definite merit behind that. Eugene from Woodbridge. I'm a huge fan of the Leafs, and I'm sorry I have to say it. It's over. Tampa in Game 7. I've seen this horror movie before. Love this core, but they can't get it done. P.S. Fans ain't going to have parades for a round one win. Media should stop saying that and making Leaf fans look dumb and stupid. Okay, Eugene, we'll see how that ages because I honestly think if the Leafs win round one, the streets will be chaos. People were ready to party last night. People, I, I I saw Twitter feeds where people had, like, prepped up the streets, got their cars all ready to honk down Young Street. Like, it was going to happen. Anyway, it might happen another we time. We also saw it less than 20 years ago. There was a party in and the streets. People are crazier now, 20, 20 years. years ago when they were not dealing with nearly two decades of losing. Trevor from Orangeville. I didn't think they would win last night. I wanted them to win, but it is very hard to win four in a row in the playoffs. Good perspective. The Leafs haven't done it since 2001. I expect a game six win, and Hall was terrible on those first two goals. Misses a hit, then puts himself way out of position to go grab a stick, and then completely pivots the wrong way and gives the Lightning player a mile to make a shot. I think that is a worthy reminder that four wins in a row is very difficult to do, especially against a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning. It is the way the series is shaken down, though, because it's kind of it's nervy season now. It is. It's just it's the fact of the matter is that 
it is now a nervous, uncomfortable position to be in because you had it, and now there's the pushback, and there's the history. If it was just a 2-2 yesterday, mm-hmm. not that the result would be any different, but maybe they go up 3-2, and it's still 3-2 and you're going to Tampa, but which, where, which way do you feel better about it? 3-2 after it was 2-2? Or 3-2 after you were leading 3-1 no, and you had the chance at home. See, it's, it's a lot different. It's a huge It's difference. just like, oh, this is a series. We're going to Tampa. We got a chance to win it. It's no big. But this is a big now. This is a big because you coughed up the best opportunity to end this series, even if it was requiring a fourth win in a row. Here's Mike with a good spin. I like this, Mike. They lost on purpose. They had the working man in their thoughts and wanted to make sure we could all stay up and party. They'll do it tomorrow night. 100%, Mike. They're thinking about us grinding. You want to get out there Saturday night and live it up? They were doing that on purpose for you. Forget the party. It will be the parade if it's Saturday. Okay. The man of the hour, Nick Kiprios, former NHL Ford Stanley Cup champ and co-host of Real Kipper and Born Kipper. How Good morning. are you doing this morning? How are you? Wasn't that fun last night Ugh. watching? Ugh. Fun. You have different thoughts of fun <laughs> than we do, eh? Listen, it... It's exciting. Playoffs are exciting. We got an experience of that last night again, and we've got a series. We've got a real series, and it's up for grabs. Uh-oh. Where's your confidence level that the Leafs can grab it? Is there, like, the playoff demons coming back in, yeah. your head back down on the plane, everyone's looking at each other saying, I oh, just, this again? I just yeah. – I know. I, listen, I, I'm right there with everybody else in terms of – what you're feeling or where you're going through. It's just the hockey player mentality in me is that you've got one of three chances to win. You're going back down there in a place where you you should be comfortable. You've won two games already there. You've won during the regular season. Like, you've got one of three chances. As a hockey player, I still like the Leafs' chances. So, do do I not factor in what every Leaf fan is factoring in this morning? And that is, oh, the demons and, you know, oh, for what, uh, 11 now uh, in clinching games and, and all of that? No, not not for me anyways. I I just think that you got one of three chances to win and you still got to think that uh, those odds should be in your favor. And it feels like the Lightning need to be really, really, really good two more times, right? Like, if you look at the balance of play, you look at the run of play, uh, if you take away the wins and losses, Lightning should feel really good about most of four or five games while the Leafs may be searching for a little bit more of it. But last night was probably the Lightning's best performance in terms of, like, really, really being that professional proven entity where they really cut down on chances against... Uh, and they waited for their opportunity to strike, and they did what they normally do, which is timely goals and an Andre Vasilevsky performance. Uh, how impressed were you, uh, taking aside all the other context and just what the Tampa Bay Lightning pulled off last night? Yeah, and you know sometimes we we, we kind of get a chuckle out of John Cooper because he's <laughs> pretty coy and he's pretty uh, slick this time of year with his comments and what he says, how he says it, the demeanor and the underlining messages of what he says. But, you know, the one thing that he said is you don't count out uh, true champions. And then they are. You know, they're not the defending cup champions, um, but the championship pedigree that's in that room, and I think some of the players talked about it, is there and it's real. 
And it showed last night. And they're going to go down. If they're going to go down, they're going to go down fighting. And they did last night. And they did it with their best player. And that's Vasilevsky. Mm-hmm. He was Vasilevsky light for the first time. Uh, he shut the door down. Uh, outside of maybe saying, you know, the Morgan Riley shot, glove side, maybe got away from him a little bit. Uh, he was perfect. And now all of a sudden, can he do that two more times? Still got some world-class scores in Matthews and Marner. Uh, Nylander's a 40-goal score. It's going to be a tall task for him to do that two more times. But that's what it's going to take for Tampa to do it. So uh, this is this is where the, the Leaf players that have said that uh, they've done this six other times and they're ready, and this is different, to still prove it. Yeah, awakening the beast that is Andre Vasilevsky is a bit of a scary thing to think. Uh, he's a guy that if anyone's going to string together some solid performances and bounce back and build confidence, it seems like it's him. And it seems like he might have heard the, ooh, is Vasilevsky not having the best of his season? You know, what's what's up with Vazzy? Well, he looked like vintage Vasilevsky at times last night, so a bit of a freaky scenario if you're headed down to Tampa. Um, let's talk about individual player performances on the other end of the spectrum. Uh, Justin Hall. Justin and I, this Justin, and I were breaking it down this morning, and it, it just seems like the door should be wide open for maybe Timothy Lilgren to come in. Is Mark Giordano in that conversation? Do you think that they need to do something to address the way that Justin Hall has played in this post-series, post um, the way that he's just been on the ice for every goal? And I know that sometimes numbers don't say it, but just does, the level of comfortability looks pretty low out there as well. Yeah, I think it's time to uh, now go to some of that depth mm-hmm. that you've been bragging about uh, all year long. And, yeah, he had a tough time. He missed his check on, on Hagel that led to a goal. Uh, he, he was just caught. He wasn't sure what he was doing last night between trying to be physical or, or moving the puck or playing safe percentage plays. Um, but he was, he was awfully risky out there. Uh, and, okay, bring in Lilligren. Lilligren, at times, has convinced everybody that he could play top four minutes. Um, I'm not sure you need to go and ask Lilligren to come in and play 20, um, but I, I think I, I would lend towards that change. And then there's the bunting uh, decision as well. And there's no question for me now, you, you put him back in. We are talking about a 20-goal scorer, talking about a 50-point guy. Uh, you need some offense a little bit. Uh, for me, the yarn crock thing, as I've said all year long, I don't mind them in short spurts moving up in the lineup, but he has proven in this series he has no business being a top left winger uh, on a top line for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I think that, uh, you know, Sheldon's going to have to make some some good decisions here going back to Tampa. One thing I did not like, guys, about Sheldon's uh, game last night behind the bench is making adjustments to his lineup. Clearly, Vasilevsky was rolling. Uh, Clearly, the offense couldn't get going. And I think it was about six and a half minutes left I saw him make a switch on on Marner uh, and Matthews. To me, those two should have been together at least to start the third period. 
Uh, before we, I want to ask you more about the bunting decision and, and who comes in and out, but I want to go back to just to Justin Hall and the defense. So Lilgren coming in, I think we laid it out that, I mean, it, he's been sitting in the press box for a little while, but he's going to be fresh. But you're also inserting him into a very high stakes moment, and he's a young guy. I wonder how much you think that factors into maybe like the hesitancy to do it so far. And then Mark Giordano, who who obviously hasn't had his best postseason performance either. Do you think there's a world where both of them get shuffled out? I mean, Gustafson, you say the depth. I mean, I don't feel super confident about adding two different faces to the back end, but is there a way to help amplify Giordano, who who also has been a, you know an area of concern on the back end? Listen, you're talking to a guy who, in 1994, I played uh, I played against the Islanders in the first round, and then my next game was in Game 7 in a Stanley Cup final. So <laughs> you, you want to talk about, hey, just be ready mm-hmm. and don't, you know, don't worry about time off and don't worry about timing and, and all of that. Just, just be ready. Yep. And that's what these guys have to do. And uh, making two changes on the blue line would be a, a big ask, I think, with Gustafson coming back in. And, you know, right now Morgan's going, and he is driving the offense there. And, you know, it's not as, as big of a concern as defending for me, and Gustafson is a below-average defender. Yep. Right now, outside of, uh, you know, Morgan doing his thing, uh, that's not a, a huge concern, is driving offense from the back end. So six, two, two games here to defend. And uh, uh, right now, this, the switch for me is Lilligren. Kipper, are we facing the reality that this defensive core is just not good enough? I mean, Morgan Riley, as you mentioned, playing like an absolute rock star. Uh, but you can only ask for Luke Shen to play so much. Like, Morgan Riley played 26 minutes. Shen lagged behind. Of course, there's some power play yeah. minutes. But, like, if you want him to play 24, you're asking for trouble. The shutdown pair is not performing well. The third pair of Gio and Hall has been a complete nightmare. I don't know if you can trust Lilligan coming in. I don't know if you can trust Gustafson coming in. I mean, they've been trumpeting, hey, yeah. the depth, and they've been trumpeting the additions. But th- we're talking about just baby steps here, getting through one round to win four rounds with this defensive core. Is that just yeah, an impossibility? Yeah, you know what? That's that's a that's a great point, but like, it, it's too big of a picture right now to look at. Uh, and right now, I will say this, Justin: they are th- th- this defensive core it, it is good enough to win one out of two games, and that's all you need to think about. Whether or not, you know, ultimately what happens in the next round or the next three is irrelevant right now. You just have to win one game. And, you know, I, I look at uh, McCabe last night. I thought he was solid. He's making mm-hmm. some big hits. Um, you know, there are times when there's some breakdowns, no question. But it it should be good enough here. A slight adjustment just to change the energy up uh, is not a bad thing from here on in. How do you do that on the forward end? Obviously, you said Bunting coming back in. I think we're all in agreement there. Who's on the way out? And is there some shuffling to make things work, to make things fit? If yeah. you think Bunting's the top guy, how, how does the trickle effect go down? Yeah. Listen, if, 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 if you're chasing like they were last night, uh, you load up two lines. And, uh, you know, if that means moving Tavares back on the wing, uh, so be it. Just seems five on five. You know, it's, it's a tough grind. Um, but to me, 
make make some 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 changes. Um, and and that's again that's on that's on Sheldon Keith to to find a way to do that. And you know the fourth line. I know Zach Astorius had a, a bad giveaway. I think it ricocheted off his skate for one of the goals there. And you know if you need to if you need to just shorten your bench, you do it. And you know lastly, like. If, if Mitch Marner is one of your best playmaking guys out there, double shift him, a triple shift him. Mm-hmm. Like last night was a prime example where that guy should have just been out there and, and playing with not only Matthews but putting him with other players here. That's to me, you, you got to really drive your horses from here on end uh, to close this thing out. Uh, Marner has been put with other players, I guess, at least to start uh, the game. Um, Matthew and I has only played three games, of course, in the regular season, but there was zero combined overlap between Nyes, Tavares, and Marner. And we've been talking about continuity a lot. Uh, the difference being in yesterday's game, maybe being continuity and Tampa just being able to trust each other. And I, I just, do you, is it just like a Hail Mary? Not a Hail Mary, but just overly hopeful that Sheldon Keefe would put together a line that has never seen the ice together before and expect them to just play with a team that is, you know, kind of the, the mark of continuity? Well, starting with combinations that we have not seen before is highly unlikely for a guy like Sheldon Keefe, um, especially when you've driven that you're, you you have great depth and, um, you know, you, you, you want to stay, I think, consistent in terms of what we've seen in the past. So I, I don't see Sheldon really looking that desperate just yet. Now, if you're in a game seven, all bets are off, but to go into Tampa, I, I think, you know, depending on the first five or 10 minutes or how quickly you're chasing or how quickly you're starting to build some goals up to maybe protect the lead will dictate a lot for Sheldon. Um, but I think we're probably going to see something that we've seen throughout the regular season, uh, especially after the trade deadline here. You, you, he's going to want to stay a little calm on on what type of look he has going into Tampa. So I don't expect too many changes. I do expect lineup changes. Um, but I think we'll we'll see probably something similar to what we've seen in the past going in there. Yeah, it'll be fascinating because, uh, you know, we've been talking about it all series long. I mean, Sheldon Keefe seems to get uncomfortable and seems like he has to do something about it when he feels that way. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how much change he does bring to the lineup in game six. He's just going to have to squeeze more out of certain guys here. And and listen, I I know Kerfoot got the game-winning goal in Tampa and it was all feel good. But, you know, you're getting nothing out of him. Um Yarncroft has to be better. Lafferty, who I speak very highly of, uh, isn't giving enough for me either. And then there's the nice factor here, and he's been good. And there are positives. But last night, I think, was the first time I saw him a little overwhelmed. Um, Fell a lot. Not sure what happened with the, the head snapping back late in the game. I think the guys on hockey night mentioned that the stick didn't even come near him and whether or not he tried to sell it or, you know, milk it or or whatever the case is, I don't know. 
Um, but that might be just a sign of inexperience as well. Every name you just mentioned there, they just a small demotion for each one of them kind of makes sense. You know what I mean? Like you mentioned Yaron Croak, okay, playing the playing the middle six. Not Matthew Nyes, maybe playing the third line with Ryan Ryan O'Reilly uh, next game. Maybe Sam Lafferty has to come out. Like everyone you just met, I think you nailed it. I think all those guys, yeah. just a little less responsibility would yeah. put this team and, in, in a good spot. And 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 who scored a big goal against the Leafs again? Right. Yeah. Paul. Right. Not not Kucherov. Not Point, not Stamkos, Nick, Paul. Now we're getting into third and fourth liners here, making differences. And that's where you, like we just said, you, you name them as well. you got to squeeze these guys out here um, in the next two games. And that's, what, uh, that's where the push should be. Nick Paul time. No one wants Nick Paul time. Uh, Elias Samsonov, clearly not the best goaltender in the game in game five, but how did you evaluate his performance? Yeah, not good enough. Not good enough. Uh, two goals where he was scrambling is, is the difference in the hockey game. And right last night, it was just Vasilevsky was, was better than, uh, than Samsonov. And, you know, maybe it might come back down to you don't have to be better than Vasilevsky to win one out of two games, but you got you to gotta keep that that level a lot closer to Vasilevsky and uh, you know, the, uh, the bad angle goal where Hall turned the wrong way. Uh, Isima, like that can never go in ever that, that goal reeked of Jack Campbell against Montreal mm-hmm. um, on the Gallagher goal, where it was like a 40 foot shot along the ice between his legs. <laughs> I mean, that one, that one for players on the bench when it goes in sucks a lot of life out of you, a lot of confidence out of you. And uh, he's going to have to go into game six and, and show the first five or seven minutes that he is absolutely ready and locked in, and, and that'll go a long way for the Leafs. Uh, Kipper, before we let you go, i got to ask you about your newest article for the Toronto Star, why we got the Kyle Dubas and Maple Leafs contract stalemate all wrong. I know you write it on your iPhone. I've- Got your thumbs going. It's a great read. You drop a lot of knowledge. Um, and maybe that it wasn't always about the pending extension, but about the pending amount. So if you want to give us a little, a little insight into where the well, where we were wrong about all this, or maybe wrong. Well, listen, um, and, you know, I wrote it because uh, we, we know where all the stakes were mm-hmm. last night um, for Leaf fans. It was, it was just in a win. I just... I wrote it because I just wanted to add what else was was and is at stake, uh, you know, with with one more win, and that is that is Kyle Dubas's future. Um, but there's no question that uh, one win can change a lot for for Kyle, the team, um, and what Lee fans can see moving forward here, and it it still can. But it's abundantly clear that uh, this this one more win. Um, could mean everything for Kyle uh, and, and, and what Lee fans can, can look forward to. Listen, he's, he's right there in the mix, right, in terms of, uh, of, being, of being a hero in all of this uh, with one more win. Um, but it's a hard one. It's a hard one to close out. And if he can do it and, and, the, and the Leafs can get uh, in a position to, to win a few more games, 
the price of poker will keep going up for Kyle. And, uh, and now with a few teams looking on the outside in, it should, it should make for a very interesting time for everyone. So one more win equates to a contract, but also a massive, massive payday. I don't know Justin about that. And I, I, I didn't probably, um, you know, I, I didn't, I definitely couldn't say that definitively, mm. uh, but there's no, there's no question. What it does is it will put a ton of heat on MLSE to even think about getting rid of him. So, you know, if they go out and, and win against Tampa and close this thing out and get to Boston or Florida in the second round, but they, they go away quietly or they, they lose in five there's a possibility that I could still pick them off and say, listen, you didn't spend the last, you know, four years and we didn't spend the last eight building up so we could just disappear quietly in the second round. We were supposed to contend for a Stanley Cup. So there's a lot of arguments to say that even if they advance past Tampa, he doesn't hit pay dirt. Um, but if if they show well in the second round and – you know, or they find a way to advance to a, a conference final, uh, then you're talking about, you know, doubling his salary. Well, a lot of glory and big stakes, money on the line for a lot of people. Um, look at starting Saturday night once again. Uh, Kipper, looking forward to hearing you guys break it down on Real Kipper and Born later this afternoon, and hopefully you got uh, a lot of good stuff to talk about on Monday morning or afternoon. As, <laughs> as I told Tim. And Kenny on on uh, Sportsnet Central last night. Breathe, Leaf fans. Breathe. Zen like a little Buddha. Love it. <laughs> Thanks, Kipper. We'll chat soon. Okay. Enjoy the off day. Thanks, Kipper. That's former NHL forward and Stanley Cup champion and co-host of Real Kipper and Born. And you can catch his latest article. At the Toronto Star. Yeah, you should check that out because the money thing is very interesting when it comes to Dubas because... I mean, I think a lot of people thought it's very simple for a while. It's, okay, when you get a job, uh, you get to extend the partnership. But then more and more information's come out, and then the Pittsburgh interest is Mm -hmm. like, does Kyle maybe want something else? And now we got the money thing happening. The money variable is in play. And I, my first, and I don't know, I obviously trust Kipper's uh, reporting. I don't know where the source is coming from. But there's also, like, is it the amicable, amicable split thing happening, maybe, where it's like, oh, there's more money elsewhere, so I'll just go there. Or we didn't want to offer him this, so he turned that down. You know what I mean? Like, you can always use money as an excuse. I just don't think you need an excuse. Fact of the matter is, if they don't get the job done, it's like, okay, next man up, like, or next person up. Probably won't be the only kind of change if they don't get this job done, right? Exactly. It might be a couple big ones. But maybe maybe that helps Kyle say, hey, uh, there's more money elsewhere. I, even if we win, mm. maybe I'm not guaranteed to come back. I mean, Kipper does lay it out quite well in the article about how perfect of a fit the Pittsburgh Penguins mm-hmm. could and would be. We're Kyle getting ahead of himself. We're, we're going to win this thing, and I, I want to make sure that I'm negotiating, get a head start on that. That would be a little presumptive, wouldn't it be? Yeah. 
We're going to take your calls on the other side of the break at 416-870-0590 or 1-888-666-0590 or star 590 on your Roger cell phone. We've been doing this all series long. We were hoping for a different vibe this morning, but you'll still bring it. Our loyal listeners will fire it up in the, in the call log. Uh, you can get in there a little early. We want to hear from you this morning, and hopefully the next time we hear from you, it's a celebratory tone. Monday, if we open up the, the calls, whew. Could be a, a fun, fiery one. But we'll take your calls this morning as we have been all series long. We love chatting with you. Um, let's do something to chew on. Brought to you by Great Canadian Meats. Yum, yum, yum. Before we take a break, um, I wanted to play the response from a losing head coach last night. The Winnipeg Jets mm. lose to the Vegas Golden Knights. The first team to advance to the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs was last night. Vegas found a way. Also thought it was crazy that Phil Kessel... We know him. He didn't play his first game in years and years and years. How About the old scratch. Yeah. I don't know how long it's been. Of course, he's the NHL's Iron Man, so it's been longer than anyone else. But it doesn't count to going against his Iron Man streak. Because, Which is completely lame. And that, yeah, I agree. I think it's kind of. And listen, our buddy here, Keith Yandel, I think he went through that. I think mm-hmm. he was scratched in the playoffs, kept his Iron Man streak alive. I, I, it's kind of like, ah. Why doesn't it count? Why? It's a different season. But no, it's just, I just, it's a coach's decision to not play you. Well, let's play Rick Bonus on the podium last night after the Winnipeg Jets lost. And he is, he calls him out. He does what a head coach probably should do in that situation. No? Not one that thinks there's like another job out there for him. Oh, I'll no, explain no, no. that after. Okay, okay. But I, that's not what I think about. You think Rick Bonus has another? No, I mean, no, no. I, he, I think he's empowered to speak his mind because, because he he's not worried about, hey, yes. uh, what's, who's my next employer? I agree be? with that. Okay, here's Bonesy. This is going to be short and sweet, so let's get at it. No questions? Good. <laughs> Eric, just uh, overall thoughts on that one. Overall thoughts? I'm so disappointed and disgusted right now. That's my thoughts. Where does the disgust come from? Pardon me? Where does the disgust come from? No pushback. But it's the same crap we saw in February. It was. That's why we... So as soon as we were challenging for first place and teams were coming after us, we had no pushback. This series, we had no pushback. Their better players were so much better than ours, it's not even close. It feels like you've been holding these feelings on for a bit. Is it just yep. out of tonight's game or finally wanting to release that? It's, it started back in January and February. What is it about this team's leadership core that, or the top-end players? We've talked all... we got to push back. There's got to be a pushback. There's got to be pride. You got to be able to push back when things aren't going your way. We had no pushback. Their better players were so much better than ours tonight. They deserved to win. They were the better team in the regular season. They were the better team in this series. Anything else? Good. Thanks. All right. So the pushback, something that's relatable at least, right? You got to have a pushback after you. Sounds like a guy who wasted one year of retirement, no? You think? I mean, he was brought on as a guy who's supposed to fix, like, what was, like, a rotting I core. Mean, the Jets had, like, f- some pretty bad injuries in the playoffs. It's pretty hard to win without some of your top guys. Yeah, but guys. this is the same old story with the Jets. Like, all these questions about Wheeler and Shifley mm-hmm. and the core and how committed they are and how how the room operates. I mean, this it's the same song and dance with this team over and over oh, and yeah, over it's again. It's not an excuse. It's just- Paul Maurice just got up and left. Rick Bonus yeah. came in because he's a guy who's supposed to be great with players and could fix and get to the root of the issue. First thing he did was strip Blake Wheeler of his captaincy. Mm-hmm. There is something like underneath the surface with Winnipeg. And I think Bonesy found out about it 
And I think he thought his time was hmm. in the end wasted. Okay. That's what it came, uh, strikes me as. I thought it was a pretty bold podium moment, though. It was. It's a bold podium moment, it, for sure. And it was Kessel sideline for the first time since 2009. Mm. October 31st, Halloween. On 09 was the last time. It's only he five years game. after the Leafs' last playoff victory. All right, that's enough. We're taking your calls. Let's hear your vibes. We'd love to chat with you at 416-870-0590 or 1-888-666-0590 or star 590 on your Rogers cell phone. Game five in the books. Maple Leafs had an opportunity to make that the end of that narrative, but we're pushed to a game six tomorrow night in Tampa. You know what's good is road teams have been really, really great. This NHL first round league-wide, maybe that's just what the Maple Leafs need to do. And maybe, as Mike put it in the text line, they just did that on purpose so then we could all celebrate without mm-hmm. having to get up for work in the morning. The old on purpose. You can galaxy brain it however we'd li- you'd like. We'll talk to you guys after the break at 416-870-0590, one or star 590 on your Rogers cell phone. You can get in the queue now. We'll get to as many as we can on the other side of the break. Big opinions and in-depth conversations covering the Leafs, Jays, Raptors, and the NFL. The J.D. Bunkins Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back on the Fan Morning Show. Sportsnet 590, The Fan. It's Friday. Fan Friday. We want to hear from you. We want to chat. We want to know how everyone's feeling this morning. Justin, I'm hearing myself again, so you have to take over for two minutes. Uh, no problem. We want to hear from you. You got a question for us. You got a comment. You got a take. You got something on Justin Hall, Sheldon Keith, where Michael Bunting should go. You got to reach out to us. You got to let us know what's on your mind. You can call us again at 416-870-0590 or one 590 or star 590 on your Rogers cell phone. You can also text us at any time and we can get to those. We're talking about superstitions. We're talking about you doing your part. We're talking all things Maple Leafs failure in game five to close out the series and what it means for game six and seven potentially as the Leafs finally try to get through a first round series or risk. Yeah. It being 20 full years without the second round. I'm back. Fixed it up. It always happens when we take over for calls. Just, yeah. I get booted. It's, uh, yeah, it's definitely problematic. But we, it's all good. We deal. I figured we out deal. how to fix it. Okay, we got lots of callers to get through in the call log. Let's start with Nick in Niagara Falls. You're first on the line. Nick fired up this morning. How are we doing? Uh, I am doing okay. <laughs> uh, I'm a little bit nervous, I'm not, if I'm being honest. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm still composed. I'm still feeling good. Is that different than, like, previous tenuous situations? Like, do you feel better about, I mean, Montreal, we were, everyone was feeling pretty good. But how, right. does th- how does this compare? Like, is something different for you that's helping that comfort factor? Um, I think it's just the fact that we were able to fight back in those two games in Tampa. Like, don't get me wrong. We got outplayed, like, outclassed majority of those two games in Tampa. But they had the fight in them. And in previous years, they didn't have that fight. They didn't have that determination to get back into it. 
and they proved to us that they can. Well, thanks, Nick, for the call in. I think we agree with two different opportunities to show a little bit more, I don't know, guts in those third periods, make these massive comebacks where you kind of had your back up against the wall in previous games where we mentioned the Leafs wouldn't have won those games. So are we seeing a different Leafs team? That's kind of what we were led to believe. Mm -hmm. Last night we got a Leafs team that we had seen far too many times in a clinching opportunity. So I think that there's positives to glean from the way that they have won games. But when you look at the way they have lost games, especially last night, you think, oh, God, here we go again. But even if it's different Leafs, does it matter if it's same lightning? Ooh. Keep your calls coming. We have an international call here. Somebody from halfway around the world, Andrew in Israel calling in. I, I don't think I've ever been had the pleasure to speak with someone this far away on the Fan Morning Show. So thanks for being our first. How's it going, Andrew? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're doing swell. Uh, I don't know what time of day it is over there, but you've had some time to collect your thoughts. How are you feeling? Not so great. It's actually 2.42 right now, seven hours ahead. Mm. You, you're so, up yeah, and what, what time were you watching the game? Middle of the night, then? Yeah, so it was like 2 to 5, yeah. Mm. So diehard fan, um, you don't think that the Leafs were able to get it done for what reason last night? There, there's my problem. Take every heartbeat on, on Justin Hall should we take him out. So not, I don't think there's anything Justin Hall. We're not going to win the series. Are not going to lose the series because of Justin Hall. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care if he's in the lineup. He's out of lineup. The problem is that the big, the big boys on the Leafs, even the role players, they never show up big games. The team doesn't show up big games. You might have one shift for Matthew, one shift for Marner. At the end of the day, the team does not show up in big games. It's nothing to do with Justin Hall. We're not going to win the series. We're not going to lose the series because of Justin Hall. We're not going to win the series because the team does not show up in big games. And that's it. I don't really care about Justin Hall being in or out. I don't think it makes a difference. That's my point. All right, Andrew, appreciate you joining us from across the world. Um, we'll hopefully get a chance to chat another time. I love that. Um, the big moments thing is certainly something we touched on in the top of the show because we need a grab this game, be the best player on the ice moment from somebody on the core four. And we haven't seen that in a series clinching moment. We saw Matt Austin Matthews in the final dying seconds of the game, or final minutes mm. come up big. And you saw that mean mug on the, on the bench. I thought, here we go. They're going to be propelled by something, but you can't be relying on that in the final 10 minutes, five minutes of a game. Yeah. You can't play 10 minutes, expect to win with regularity. I, I do think there's a point there and that's the disconnect or the lack of connectivity between mm-hmm. the stars. Like, again, I thought there were decent performances. Yeah. I thought, yeah, you could. we could have saw a little bit more Marner, as Kipper suggested. Um, but again, if these guys aren't working, if there's a difference between then, okay, they're playing well, and they're dominating together. And we see the dominance together a lot in the regular season. We don't see the dominance together a lot in the regular in the playoffs, rather. Keep your calls coming at 416-870-0591-888-666-0590 or star 590 on your Rogers cell phone. We've got Luke and Barry joining us. He has some advice for Leafs Nation. I need this. Good morning, hey, Baelish. Good morning, How's Justin. Can you hear me? Good morning. We Good. got you. We got you. I just, you guys touched on it earlier. We got to make lineup changes. Get Bunts back in there. If Hall has to sit a game in the press box, I am all for that at this point. But what I wanted to talk about is a little coping strategy I've been working on as a Leafs fan. And what you got to do is go down to your local thrift shop or your local yard sale, Mm -hmm. pick out a nice lamp, bring that lamp home. And when the boys let us down like they did last night, you smash that thing. (laughs) You smash it on the ground. You stomp on it into a million pieces. And let me tell you, 
it'll help you sleep better and All you right. get up the next day and you just go to work and and we'll we'll get it done in game six. Okay. I will be headed to Value Village post show <laughs> to grab a couple lamps. I like that a lot. That's um, sage advice. Create your own rage room. Safety first. They, you know you can go to rage rooms. Like have you seen these? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of a good idea. We should do that as a team outing one day. I actually think it would feel really good. I think it would. Well, Luke and Barry's gets down to something. Head down and smash a couple things up, and you'll feel better about pick yourselves. Up a, pick up a perfectly good lamp and smash it on your floor. I got to say, Luke and Barry had the most Barry accent, eh? Was that a he Barry He sounded like a Barry guy. He's wearing a... Yeah, I could see that. He's wearing a plaid this morning on his way to the job site. Love it. I know. He... <laughs> Sound like a good old Canadian boy. Let us know if we nailed it or if Ailish nailed, nailed yeah, Luke that. Luke will text in. Um, all right. Norman in St. Catharines is going to join us now. I think you're feeling a little frustrated this morning, Norman. Yeah, I'm a little pissed off. <laughs> yeah. Well, where's this well, stemming from? I, well, I've watched a lot of these league games, I mean, for a lot of years, and I've never seen, I mean, Samsonov, he's the hero here. I mean, he stole those two games in Tampa. I mean, they're skating in mud. I don't understand. What's going on? I mean, Hall? I mean, my grandmother in a wheelchair can go around him. I don't understand what the heck he's doing. He needs to sit. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe you should bring Camberley and Aki Burke. Maybe you should just switch them for all. You know? Mm. <laughs> you know? And they were terrible. Well, I mean, Camberley wasn't that bad. but Friend of the show. Honest to God. <laughs> I know. Sorry. He's listening. <laughs> go, go to his wife's restaurant and make up for it. <laughs> Well, actually, I used to have his jerseys, and that's the thing. I can't even buy a jersey now because I don't even. Some of these players, I love to hate them. Mm-hmm. And you know the one that's the worst to love to hate? Oh my God, he's the blonde locks going down the oh, side yeah. wing, going into, going in to get a puck and skates away. God, I hate that he guy. Had a but I love moments him. <laughs> with some finesse, though. You know, Willie's got the hands, but then he disappears for a bit. So I see where you're coming from last night. It could have been a big, a Billy, a big William at Nylander night. Um, There's one moment where he tracked back, stole oh, the puck, good, turned eh? it up ice, and it was like, okay, the Willie moment's coming. And then it didn't happen. Well, thanks, Norman, for joining us that morning. Aki Berg, shout-outs. Willie does Tell have like nice hair. Caberlet, though. <sighs> Friend of the show. Friend of the show. We don't talk ill of. No. Tomash. We got a couple more minutes here at 416 or star 590 on your Rogers cell phone. Let's head over to Brandon in Hamilton. Oh, Brendan, sorry. Brandon in Hamilton, how are you this morning? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Uh, we're working through it. What are your thoughts this morning? Well, I, I like what Justin was just saying there a minute ago. Um, you know, the Leafs just can't play 10 minutes. They got to play a full 60 minutes. Um, you know, you hear time and time again, you know, Tavares, Marner, Matthews, they're all talking about they know what they got to do. You know, I just I want them to come out of the gate tomorrow night, um, you know, start high out of the gate, get the game's first goal. And like, like it's already been mentioned, you know, Justin Hall, I don't think he's actually going to come out of the lineup. You know how much Keith mm-hmm. loves his pairings. And uh, I don't know, they just got to play a full 60 minutes. And, you know, like uh, Norm was just mentioning there, they're skating in mud, so... You know they gotta they gotta show an aggressive forecheck and they gotta put it all on the ice tomorrow night. All right, Brendan, appreciate the call in. We have heard that we know what to do so many times. Well, they do, Justin. It's impossible not to, especially after a loss, mostly after a loss, not eye roll, right? Mm-hmm. Like it is because you just we've heard it so many times and there's not much else to say, so you can't really blame them. 
But the we know what to do and you don't do it over time, it's pretty frustrating as a fan. A couple more minutes here to chat with you on our Friday supposed to be feel good fan hotline, but we're working through it. A little bit of therapy session. We want to hear from you. Uh, We got Giacomo Windsor, our buddy, number one fan of the Fan Morning Show. Uh, You're still confident and I love to hear it. How are you this morning? I'm awesome, guys. I, I give you guys a lot of credit for taking calls. Not a lot of people on it on your network do that. Um, I've always been skeptical of the, about this team going back, like Montreal series, Columbus series. I think Dubis told us that at the trade deadline and what he did and the people he acquired. He wasn't confident in those guys to get it done this year, so that's what, what he did at the deadline. So that's the only reason why I'm confident, because this team isn't the team that we had in the past. And uh, that's, but Samson off, right? And mm-hmm. I think Justin makes a great point about the defense. And I think those two things might hold us back. Giacomo, appreciate you always listening and tune into the Fan Morning Show. Um, I think the biggest point of emphasis should be with the new faces. We talked how highly that Ryan O'Reilly has already changed this dynamic. Luke Shen, like some veteran voices. That's where you really need to see them tonight, tomorrow. Pre-game, like everything that happens from the way that the game ended last night until the way the puck drops tomorrow needs to be a different way of talking to this team. You're headed back on a plane, back down to Tampa. You're starting to be like, is this the same thing again? You got to look around and those people, unfortunately, they have a big shoulder. Like they're shouldering a lot of this. Brian O'Reilly's a new guy, but it's kind of like, you're the guy. You're supposed to, you're our savior, it feels like already. Mm-hmm. It's and tough. it's and it's it's a difficult position to be in for sure, but I do think it's a natural one for him. Like, if there's something to be confident about, it is that they have installed more legitimate leadership. Mm. And you're going exactly. to need, need it if you're not going to feel the disappointment and have it actually affect your play. All right, let's get to a few more here before we take a break and talk to our guys, Sam McKee and Brent Gunning in studio. I saw them out there waiting in the lobby. They're fired up. Uh, Nick in Mississauga has got a happiness hedge. Oh, I kind of like to hear that, Nick. We need a little bit of positivity this morning. How are you? Good. Um, yeah, I just wanted to call in and tell everyone to check the bet lines. <laughs> the, yesterday, the bet line was plus 900 for Tampa to win the series. Oof. So, threw 100 bucks on it. If the, if the Leafs win, I'll be happy. There you go. If they lose, they get 1000 bucks. All right. That's a smart way to approach it. You know, sometimes you just need to... Think about the bankroll. Like, I saw Kyle eleven to one. This. Like, yeah, we <laughs> met, we mentioned it yesterday or maybe the day before. It, it's it at least the Leafs gave you three of four, uh, three wins from four games to start, so that you could find a way to make yourself happy either way. Okay, Ryan in Mississauga is going to join us next. We're going to try to get a couple more in here. Ryan, thanks for being patient on the line. What are your thoughts and vibes on this Friday morning? Well, it's a Friday, so vibes are always good. That's but, good. Um, yeah, I was at the game last night, and um, I just wanted to reiterate how well Tampa played yesterday. You know, they gave Toronto nothing in the first period. Everything was just dumping in our zone and make Toronto make plays out of our end. And that's where we got caught with mistakes. And I, I don't think Toronto should be down on themselves. They're playing against the two-time Stanley Cup champions, mm-hmm. and... For some reason, I'm feeling optimistic, but I do think, you know, there are a couple non-calls that yeah. could potentially have gone our way. The Maroon hit on Geo, uh, in my opinion, should have been five in a game. But uh, 
I don't know. I, I'm feeling a bit more optimistic today than I was yesterday, and uh, just because they have shown that they can push back. They, like everyone is saying, it is a different team, and um, it, it does feel different. I don't know if you guys feel the same way throughout the the, the series, but it does feel different in a, in a small percentage. Well, enjoy your Friday, Ryan. Thanks for calling in. Um, I I have said it. It does feel it does feel different. I don't know if I'm just drink of the Kool-Aid, but man, I've been feeling this all series long. This is a different Leafs. They had different puck luck. The gods were shining down on them, so still got two opportunities to prove that. Or it's a new way of hurting, you know, being maximum hurt, right? And, and he, the caller nailed it. Mm-hmm. Tampa put the squeeze on last night. You have to give them credit for what they did. Let's get to one more call this morning. We appreciate everybody getting in the call log and being patient. We'll we'll talk to you Monday. Could be a completely different vibe. Uh, we hope it is. Anthony and Kleinberg, you're going to wrap this up for us. You said everybody needs to take a deep breath. I think it's time to do that as well. Anthony, how are you? Good morning. How are you? Oh, we're good. We're going to take a deep breath because that's what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I was I was <laughs> decompressing all night, and I think everyone needs to just relax, take a deep breath. Um. The bottom line is is that Dubas did his best to build the best team possible by the mm-hmm. deadline. I'm not a Dubas fan. I'm not even a key fan. I do think he did the best that he could, and he's brought in some very key pieces. Um, ask me that question on Monday. I, I probably am going to say, you know what, throw it back. Let's run it back again if, if we get to that point. I don't want to think about that. I have faith that tomorrow night we can close it out. Um, the big boy's got to shine. Um, everyone's going after Justin Hall's uh, head. Uh, I'm not a Justin Hall fan, but you know what? It's, one guy doesn't win a championship. It's not mm-hmm. basketball, okay? Um, there's five guys on the ice and a goaltender. The Leafs have still not even played their best hockey game. Let's all be real. They have been really outplayed all series long. They were lucky in Tampa. Uh, game two was, was lucky as well. Yeah, they're up, they won 7-2 or whatever it was, but it, it, they still have not played their best game, in my opinion. Uh, let's take a deep breath. Let's go at it tomorrow. And if not tomorrow, we still got Monday. And you know what? Big big players show up at big games. I guess we're going to find out the DNA if we have big players or just big paid players. That's the crazy thing. It's going to take two-plus performances for the Maple Leafs to win this series. They have three wins. They've only played really well once. You need one. You need to repeat that once. And you're going to get four four victories in the series, enough to move on. Well, pl- That's the gift they were given. So are you going to let that slip through your fingers to be given some gifts in the most important series that you've had as a franchise in how long? It'd be hard to reconcile with that no, when no, making there's decisions. There's no reconciling. Well, we appreciate everybody for calling in. Uh, we love chatting with you um, on our little hotline that we've opened up for the last playoff performances we hope monday is a different vibe we'd love to we'd love to have a little celebration on monday morning kickstart your week but we'll take your calls monday um game six tomorrow night tampa leafs in tampa bay where road teams have been real great so maybe that's just the fit that the maple leafs needed uh we've got our buddies the fellows in the studio sam mckee and brent gunning are joining us i could see them through the glass they look they look fired up this morning sammy i don't even know if he slept at all he looks disheveled this morning. We'll get we'll get a oh, oh now he's like I look fine. I look fine. We'll chat with those guys on the other side of the break. And of course we do our baby wake and rake. Um, we'll 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 tee up the Seattle Mariners in town. Uh, the return of Teoscar Hernandez. Oh, 
a beloved guy here in the city of Toronto. He's going to make his appearance tonight. And this weekend, the Blue Jays back in action. Uh, so you got that to, tonight to send in your Wake and Rake picks for us. So send those in at 595.90. All of that to come on the Fan Morning Show.